Drawn Out, a podcast about Disney animated film. I'm your host, Brooke. I'm your other host, Chase. And we do not have a short today. No short, just a feature. It's a uh, good feature. It's a good feature. It's a feature with dogs, and they're all good dogs. They're all good dogs. It's literally, oh, my note says no bad dogs, which is basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, so we watched the Hunter One Dalmatians. We did. Which is amazing. I found out doing my research that it was the number one highest grossing film of 1961. Oh, wow. That's yeah, impressive. It, what was its competition? Uh, Sorry, I put you on the spot. Um, let's go to Letterboxd. <clears throat> Browse by release date. 1960s. 1961. Breakfast at Tiffany's. West, what? West Side Story. What? The Hustler. No, you're telling me Hunter Wendell Dalmatians beat out Breakfast at Tiffany's and West Side Story. And The Hustler. What the heck? Mm-hmm. And The Misfits. Well, yeah, it's going to beat out Mothra. Good lord. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Hmm, now I'm like, do I like this movie better than Breakfast at Tiffany's? Ooh. That's Ooh. a tough choice. Oof. That's hmm. rough. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. You know what? I think I like West Side Story better than Breakfast at Tiffany's. West Side Story used to be my sick day movie, and then my brothers made fun of me and made me turn it off once. Can it Can it be a triangle? Can I like West Side better than Breakfast at Tiffany's? And I like Harwin Dalmatians better than Breakfast at Tiffany's. But I like Hunter Windomations better than... Wait. Did I do that circle right? It's a circle. I like them all better than the other one that came before it in the list. Mm-hmm. So I can't rank it. I don't know. They're good movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just... There's dogs and they're cute. Mm-hmm. And they also tried out some new technologies on it. Um, I don't know exactly how it works, but apparently they use Xerox... Yes. Somehow, like, apparently it made it a lot easier with all the spots. Yes. Um, yeah, so in the initial process, right, the sketching process, and then you transfer the sketches onto, like, the hand-painted cells, when you're doing all of those spots, it's easier if they're part of the line work. Mm-hmm. So they basically, so like, my animator friends can tweet at me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is copying the sketches onto paper. No. You're Xeroxing them, but it's, like, a faster transfer of the sketch, Mm. um, which is also how they did the cool car scene um, that we can talk about when we get there. Yeah. Um, Because that's the end. And I don't... I'm all about jumping around, but we don't need to jump to the end right away. Yeah, it was a quick watch. It's an hour 19. Yeah. uh, We should definitely talk to the beginning, especially because the beginning was so good. It was, and we watched it on VHS. (laughs) We did do VHS. You may have seen it on Instagram. My personal or the actual Instagram. Well, mine, mine too. <laughs> oh, all right. We all Instagrammed it. Yep. Um, but the opening credits are dope. Mm-hmm. This is our first set of animated credits, right? Everything else has been like... Concept art or stills. Yeah. Yeah. yeah stills with credits. And this is like interactive and engaging and Had introducing... Hayden Mickey right at... Yes. Hayden Mickey right at the beginning. <laughs> I can say words. <laughs> So that was really fun. I loved that, like, it was only dogs in the footage. Like, there was, like, people stuff happening, but it was still all dogs. And it was really cute. And I just love those opening credits. Um, I'm, like, trying to think, like, if we are going to continue to have interactive credits. I think we will. 
um, up until we lose them in yeah. the beginning. Robin Hood, definitely. Oh, yeah. That's the one I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, Aristocats does as well. Yeah. I don't know about Jungle Book. I can't remember Jungle Book's opening credits. Or Sword in the Stone. I do not believe Sword in the Stone has interactive. Anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, this is really exciting and really fun. I loved it. Ken Anderson is the art director on this mm-hmm. one. Uh, I've seen his name in a few places, so that's fun. And then uh, Wolfgang Reitherman mm-hmm. is one of the directors, um, so it's nice to see one of the... Nine old men. One of the nine. Yeah, it's great opening credits. Mm-hmm. And I love at the beginning, you know, we got Pongo narrating. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how dull single life is. (laughs) (laughs) And how hard it is to live with such a messy pet man. (laughs) Yeah, um, Roger is an artist, okay? Give him a break. (laughs) Well, we're doing this in my disaster of a room right now, so... Girl, you can see your floor. You've seen my room. I don't have it. When we recorded my room... I wasn't going to say anything about your room. (laughs) I'm a messy artist. I'm a messy artist, okay? When we recorded my room, I have to kick a bunch of things off to the sides. I have boxes of crafting supplies, boxes of fabric. We can't shut the door all the way. We, uh, that's because I have books on the floor. Those books are moving tomorrow. No, it was the, like, the jackets and stuff, too. Oh, okay, that's fine. I just have, um... Well, your, your house is also much quieter than mine. My house is... Yeah, I guess. Um, it's not before... Like, we had an addition, so now it's mm-hmm. quieter. Um, now we have a room. The room with the French doors is, like, so isolated. We joke that the French doors just, like, translate everything into French because mm-hmm. you cannot talk from the kitchen mm-hmm. to the new room. You mm-hmm. just, like, will be like, hey, blah, 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 blah. And they'll be like, what? Oh, you know, I just need you to, like, put your dishes away. What? Can you put your dish? What? <laughs> it's in French. Sorry. I guess I'll just come in there and tell you. <laughs> We usually record at your place because I am a messy art. I am Roger. Like, I was watching this movie and I'm like, no, Roger is me. Like, <laughs> I wish I was Pongo, but I am Roger. But Roger also has the face of most of my male relatives, which is weird. <laughs> That's weird. Um, I can see that being a problem, but there is definitely a reason that Roger is one of the most attractive Disney man. He looks like my uncles and cousins. Fine. Sorry. You have an unfortunate set of family. <laughs> Um, they could probably hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about your brothers. I'm talking about your uncles and cousins. <laughs> and it's funny. It's like, oh man, the bachelor life is so so dull. I had um, I had a day of weakness earlier today. Mm-hmm. I got all my dating apps back and I was swiping through. <sighs> Men are the worst. Men are the worst. <laughs> Stop. And I was like, I can't believe that I would rather, like, sit through all this and be single. I'm like, no. Nope. Not worth it. <laughs> what you need to do, apparently, is get a dog. And then just meet a guy who has the same dog. But what if there are people on the internet who love my cat? Then get someone with the same cat. I guess. Guess so. I don't know. I just think, like, people make fun of, like, princess films. Like, and they set up unrealistic relationship goals. Like, this movie is the most unrealistic relationship goals. <laughs> like, I want to be a single messy artist and my dog hooks me up with a really nice creative partner who also has a dog and <laughs> loves that dog enough to put framed photos of our dogs all along the walls because we don't have kids. We just love our dogs. Amazing! What a great life! <laughs> I wouldn't even have to do any of the work. My dog did it for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I freaking love this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's uh, Pongo's watching like the set, the women 
outside walking their dogs trying to find a suitable match because you know based on their dogs because you know pongo can't tell mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we get like the um the the hippie lesbian and her afghan afghan hound yeah mm-hmm. she got her artist table mm-hmm. uh easel easel's mm-hmm. the word not table yeah I and like then her. you get the short little fat lady in her pug mm-hmm. and then you get the really fancy lady with her well-groomed black poodle mm-hmm Little girl with her little lab puppy. Old lady with an old puppy. Yeah. Just a bunch of great, great dog couples. Mm -hmm. And then Anita and Perdita. Mm Mm-hmm. Who are amazing and perfect. Mm -hmm. We got the return of the ginger beauty. Yes, I had, that's in my notes too. (laughs) Desirable redhead. (laughs) Yep. And then they meet and they fall in love and it's a great meet cute where they get dumped in the water. And Pongo's just a big dumb matchmaker. He's like, hey, hey, they're looking at each other. It's going to happen now. (laughs) I know. I'm like... Perdita's, like, interested in him, right? She's, like, giving him the look over while she's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. But then the minute he's, like, acting like a goofball, she's like, no, you're awful. And then, of course, it was all in good intention, and they're fine. Mm-hmm. And the um, the moment when they fall, in, when um, Roger and Anita fall into the water, and, you know, Perdita's trying to keep Anita Mm-hmm. on dry land and she rips off the peplum of her suit mm-hmm. like that was one of, for some reason that was one of those oh i remember mm-hmm. this moments mine was um cruella shaking her pen at roger oh that was a good one mm-hmm. um i was surprised that like a lot of this movie felt familiar like it yeah. was a lot of we actually we didn't do this because we started with a feature we've never done that before when was the last time you saw hunter window nations oh i couldn't tell you oh okay because we had it on vhs Mm-hmm. And we found a stash of many of our VHSs, but there aren't that many left, and mm. 101 Dalmatians was not in that stash. Mm. Yeah, I, like, definitely, it's been a while since I saw it, too, because it does not have one of those killer soundtracks you can fall asleep to. That's a lot more harsh noises, mm-hmm. which is intentional and good, but not mm-hmm. for sleeping. But yeah, like, a lot of Cruella's lines really stuck out in mm-hmm. my memory. And so they get married, like, right away. Mm-hmm. And no mm-hmm. one's at their wedding. No, they are orphans, I guess. Um, they have no, like, they just get married in a small church. Maybe their parents live 30 minutes away, because it's England, and apparently no one travels far in England. I guess so. I don't know, that's been but like, you think they would have friends, too. They are both artists. Do you think they have friends? Do you think they are not just 100% consumed by their work and their dog? I guess so. They do not have friends. All of their photos are of their dogs. Roger works 9 to 5 composing music, and it seems like Anita does the same thing with her sketches. Mm-hmm. Like All we do is see them work mm-hmm. and play with their dogs. That's it. They have no friends. <laughs> I do not believe they do. Personally. And then smash to six months later, mm-hmm. Perdita is pregnant, and we meet mm-hmm. Cruella DeVille. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what a great song. Such a good song. Possibly one of the best Disney songs. I think it's in the top yeah. five. Yeah. There's a lot of good Disney villain songs, but mm-hmm. I think it's in the top five for sure. Um, Cruella's an interesting introduction yeah. and character arc. Um, I think we mentioned her, right, in our Sleeping Beauty episode. Yeah. Um, because she was, because, um, the animators got to have a lot more fun with her than they did with Maleficent. Right. And she is in a lot of ways, like, a wild version of Maleficent, right? She's, like, high class. She wants the finer things. Mm-hmm. Um, her character design sh- build is kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Like, she's all thin lines, mm-hmm. um, bony frame. She's, like extra bony (laughs) so that's kind of fun loved her big fur coat Mm -hmm. 
her big earrings. She's got a really fun did design. Did you notice that her handbag matched her coat? I did notice. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> um, everything fur with her. Mm-hmm. And did you notice that the fumes of her cigarette were a different color than um, Roger's pipe? Yeah, they're green. Yeah. Yeah, which was interesting. Like, almost like a callback. Like, yeah, I mean, like, it was a, a sign that she's definitely a villain, right? Yeah. Because what I was noticing was interesting about her is, like, we meet her, like, she's described as a spider mm-hmm. as we see her shadow, mm-hmm. but we don't technically know what's awful about her until she says, let's kill the puppies. Like, we kind well, of know. I, I One of my first notes about her is that she's just the worst because she's, like, so negative and, like totally dismissive of her friend Anita. Oh, sure, 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 sure. But she doesn't have that villain quality, oh, she, right? She, she's awful, but she's not evil. Right. Like, we don't see her as evil until halfway through the mm-hmm. film, even though we know we know she's evil. But a lot of it is that Roger has told us she's evil. Mm-hmm. And then we're not really, like... Like, it's an interesting slow reveal of her being mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm a wild, like, mouthy, loud... Um, what's like irreverent and dismissive, right? And then the second time we meet her, she's like demanding and threatens revenge. And we're like, oh, okay, like she's a little easy to wind up and does mm-hmm. not like being told no. Mm-hmm. Um, and then th- we find out she kidnapped the puppies and we're like, mm-hmm. okay, so she really wants these dogs and like. But why? Right, like I suppose you could intuit why she mm-hmm. wants the dogs, but we don't find out until mm-hmm. more than halfway through the film. Um, which I think is really an interesting character arc, yeah. or like development, I guess. And then what did we decide for her zodiac placement? Um, I said Leo rising. Scorpio sun, Aries moon. I just, yes, I think you're correct. I also think we're going to cast every villain as a Scorpio. I, did, I tried so hard not to, but with Cruella, it was just. She could be a Virgo. To. I could see her as a Virgo. Maybe. Or a Sagittarius. She's got a lot of that wild streak in her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Scorpio's just, you know, it's convenient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Scorpios. Sorry, Scorpios. <laughs> and, like, she has that, like, big fancy car, mm-hmm. which is interesting. We meet the car before we meet her. It's yeah. such a crucial part of her character. But yeah, in terms of villain introductions, hers is very interesting mm-hmm. and very, I think, unique. I'd be curious. I'm jumping, like, way ahead of myself. I'd be curious to see how Medusa is introduced when we get to the rescuers mm. and what her character introduction is like. Because originally they were going to have Cruella DeVille. Right, right. But Medusa. So she's got a lot of similar character designs to Corella, but like also because she is a character where we know she's evil, mm-hmm. but the other characters do not, mm-hmm. which is also kind of a Cruella mm-hmm. kind of vibe. So I don't know. I just think that's interesting. Yeah. And then the puppies are born. Puppies are born. All 15 of them. 15. That is so many. So many puppies. I don't think Perdita could produce that much milk. Probably not. Probably not. Well, and I was reading that um, the author of the book that the show was based on, like, her dog had 15 puppies, and that's where she got the idea, but they gave most of them away. Yeah, well, and, like, I fully believe that Roger and Anita would be up all night nursing those puppies if they had to, Mm -hmm. like, from the bottle by hand, whatever. Yeah, they are dog people. (laughs) Yeah. We also meet uh, Nanny. Yeah. Who is a very, very sweet character. Mm -hmm. I thought it was funny that, like, 
Pongo compares her to a dog in some ways. <laughs> and also, like, it's very clear that she is a nanny for messy artists, mm-hmm. right? Like, we see Roger's work studio, and it is just mm-hmm. as messy as his bachelor pad mm-hmm. was. And, like, even Anita seems to be a bit scatterbrained as she's working, yeah. and it's Nanny who's picking up after her. Which I was like, yep, that's... They're both artists. <laughs> but yeah, a very, very cute scene when um, the puppies are born, Roger mm-hmm. has to revive one of them. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. I remember, like, for some reason that, like, always stuck with me as a kid. Yeah. I don't know why. I guess it's because the, like, like, yeah, puppies die, and I somehow knew that, like, not all Mm -hmm. puppies in a litter would make it, Mm -hmm. like, as a kid. And so when that happened, I was still, like, willing to accept it, even Mm -hmm. though it wasn't something I was used to in a film, I think. Yeah. But also, though, like, Pongo's paw on Roger's knee, like is the saddest, sweetest little, like, shot, and, like, they linger on mm-hmm. it. They do a very, very good job in that yeah. moment. And um, the ticking of the clock. Yeah, that's just a very, very good scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you, like, just don't want to rewatch this movie, you should just rewatch The Puppies Being Born. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's a killer piece of storytelling. Yeah, and then Cruella's back mm-hmm. to, like, okay, I'm gonna buy all the puppies right now. Mm-hmm. Which is dumb. She does not know how dogs work. As in they have to stay with mom. Also, they don't have spots. Mm -hmm. They are white Mm -hmm. rats. (laughs) They really are. They're slimy and they're like gross. And yeah, you know, you don't want them. But Roger tells her off. A lot of stammering, mm-hmm. but he's very, very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the gag where she like splatters the pen ink all over him and Pongo, mm-hmm. so they're both spotted black. Yeah, it's such a. It's possibly the best gag in the film. Yeah. Also, the one where the horse kicks uh, Horace and Jasper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are my favorite gags. And then we cut to the puppies are a little more grown up. They all have mm-hmm. collars. They mm-hmm. all have their spots. And they're watching, and the, they're watching TV as a family. There's, there's never been TV in a Disney movie before. No, there really hasn't. And the TV is very British, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was fun. There's like a, like a western starring a dog. Yeah, it was cute. And then the commercial of the Canine Crunchies, mm-hmm. another melody we all know and mm-hmm. love. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Actually, I want to backtrack for a mm-hmm. minute. How did Cruella know the puppies were born? Ooh. Like, there's no, like, Anita posting on her Instagram, like, oh my god, the puppies are here! Like, she didn't call Cruella. She wouldn't do that. How, like, Cruella just, like, barges in, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, where did you come from? How did you know to be here right now in this moment? Evil intuition? Maybe. Maybe. So I started recording the puppy names while we were watching. Mm -hmm. Only six or seven are named. Six are named? Um, one I know of as Disney Extra Canon, and I don't actually know the other eight. Um, but Freckles, Patch, Lucky, Rolly, and Penny are mm-hmm. all named... Oh, and Fetch mm-hmm. are all named in film. Mm-hmm. And I know that Jewel is one, and she mm-hmm. has, like, a spot mm-hmm. on her neck that looks like a, a necklace, and that's mm-hmm. why her name is Jewel. Because um, we had a little... Um, you know those foam squares that, like, connect on the floor? Yeah. We had a 101 Dalmatians set of those when I was a kid, and oh, Jewel fun. was on one of them. And Patch and Rolly, of course. Do you remember the, the Disney Channel animated series of it? I didn't have them. cable. Neither did I. It was on, like, you could watch it on ABC. Oh, I never watched it as a kid. Like, I'm, like, vaguely aware of it. I don't remember it. a ton about it, but I remember... 
that it took place out in the country on their Dalmatian plantation. Uh. And I remember there was an episode where Cruella was trying to quit smoking. (laughs) No way. (laughs) Yeah. What? Yeah. Like she was was chewing so much bubble gum. That's so funny. Oh, Cruella's design is so weird. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. The dogs looked weird. Yeah. They was- were just like a unique design. Oops, sorry. It's, I didn't mean for it to play. <laughs> uh, this is, oh, this is the pilot. Wow. Um, I don't want to watch the pilot right now in the middle of the podcast. It's mm-hmm. 20 minutes long. But uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Wow. Now that like I, because I'm like imagining like, Thunderland Animations, but as a TV show. Oh, it's because the art was super different. Yeah, that late 90s. <laughs> yeah, early 2000s, kind of. No, it says 97 to 98. Oh, whoa, Didn't all right. Did not last. But there's a sequel, right? There's 101 Dalmatians, like, about Patch, or am I just cross-referencing yeah, no. that with Scamp? No, there's, um... No, there's one, there's Patch's London Adventure yes. in 2002. That's what I'm thinking and of. And there was a video game in 97. Which is the game that appears in 101 Dalmatians, right? Mm-hmm. And it looks like there is a show starting next year called 101 Dalmatian Street. Oh, interesting. Is that a cartoon? Yep. Interesting. That looks like fun. Yeah. You talk about the other thing that's coming? Oh, yeah. They're doing, like, a punk rock origin story of Cruella de Vil. Starring Emma Stone. And There's, I don't know how I... I don't, I don't think I'm going to like that. I just can tell you immediately, like, here are the things I know about Cruella DeVille. She's not punk rock. Didn't you say, like, that fur is not punk rock? Hey, I said fur is not punk rock. Also, Cruella comes from a very wealthy family within a state. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just all made of money. Mm-hmm. That she didn't work for. That's She's part of the bougie part of society. That's mm-hmm. not punk rock. She's just, like... She is upper class Mm -hmm. status, and that's so not punk rock. Can you be upper class in punk rock? Yes, but you have to reject the trappings of your class. Yeah, I'm not excited for Cruella. Like, Emma Stone's fine. I don't think I have any beef with her. She's, She's a great SNL host. I need to like double check her IMDb to make sure I don't have. She did. She did a uh, oh, Gwen Stacy. She did Gwen Stacy. Oh, but she has taken. Um, she did play a Hawaiian princess once. Did she really? She did. Oh, I love her in Easy A though. Oh, she was in La La Land. That's right. And Birdman. She did like the two most pretentious films in Hollywood in the last ten years. Hmm. Oh, and she did the help too. It's fine. You can't get around, like, being in the help. Hmm. <laughs> She's on an episode of iCarly. That's great. And I'm, I'm actually kind of pumped to see her in the favorite. Favorite. What's the favorite? It's about, like, Queen... It's, like, old British stuff. Queen Anne is dying, and she's, like, her favorite... She's a widow, and her favorite person is Rachel Weisz, but then Emma Stone comes along, and apparently it's been nominated as in best com- as a best comedy, which I wasn't did not see coming, based on the mm. trailers. At the very least, it has amazing costume design. It does amazing costumes. It's tagged biography, comedy, drama. Huh. So that's interesting. You know who's a great Cruella DeVille? Glenn Close. Glenn Close. I love her. I love Glenn Close. She just, like, she did such a good job. I feel like, I feel in, like, a dark corner that Disney wanted Meryl Streep but couldn't get Meryl Streep to do it for some reason. Mm -hmm. And so they got Glenn Close. And I'm so glad that they did. Mm -hmm. 
Like, I love her as Cruella DeVille. Have you seen her uh, get onto the Supreme Court on the West Wing? No, I've never seen the West Wing. <gasps> You're missing out. I know. It's so good. Uh, she's in Tarzan 2? What? 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 Oh, yeah, she was the mom. What? In, in the original, too. What? I had no That's idea. That's her singing, You'll Be In My Heart. That is. You're right. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Ooh, she played Gertrude in the rendition of Hamlet. Perfect. Yes. Love her. All right, are we done talking live action? <laughs> Here are the careers of some other famous Hollywood actresses that may or may not be connected to Honor and Wendell Nations. Do you want to talk Hugh Laurie? Hugh Laurie also had a great career and was an amazing... Jasper. Jasper. I freaking love Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie is so good. I cannot believe they got Hugh Laurie for 101 Dalmatians. Well, it was 96. Well, I actually, guess. no, and by then, he wasn't house yet. Like, he wasn't well known in the States. I guess he was. True. He was just the guy from Blackadder. I don't even know what that is. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's this, um, it's Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean. And, okay. And um, he's this, like, it, 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 there are four different versions of the show that take place in different periods of English history and he is like just trying to you know he's smarter than everybody else but everything bad is happening to him and he has this dumb servant and then the third and fourth ones um he like one takes place kind of during the the time of the American Revolution and he's looking after Prince George played by Hugh Laurie <laughs> Okay. And then, and then the last one, it takes place in World War One, and his commanding officer is a really is an idiot, played by Hugh Laurie. Huh. And there's also um, Hugh Laurie also did a sketch show with Stephen Fry called "A Bit of Fry and Laurie," which is wonderful. It looks like it's his second big film breakout. He did Mr. Palmer in Sense and Sensibility. Yes. Um, which I've never seen. Oh, I have that one. Because, like, I need to read the book, and I started reading the book, and I got, like, three chapters in, and I was like, oh, Emma and Mr. Knightley. Done. Close the book. Like, it just... Wait. I think. I don't remember That's their names. Emma. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's <laughs> one called Emma. Who's the main girl in Sense and Sensibility? Um, there are two. There are sisters, Eleanor and, um... Whatever. The Marianne. one that Mr. Knightley was like, you're blah, 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 and I don't like you because blah, 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 and I'm just being honest. And I'm like, cool, it's like literally Pride and Prejudice with a new couple. I've no. read this already. No, it's I it's know, that's different. what everyone who loves Jane Austen has so told me. It's different. I just need well, to convince and if, myself. Well, and you, don't need to, and you don't need to read it because the actual, like the, the yes, Emma Thompson, the Emma Thompson one does not use any lines from the book at all. Uh, that doesn't make me want to see it more. It's also the same reason I haven't seen Clueless. Um, is because it's Sense and Sensibility. It's Emma. It's Emma? It's oh, Emma. okay. Well, I haven't read Emma, which is why I haven't seen Clueless. Oh my gosh. How Listen. Fun. I'm just kidding. Would you like to know another great thing that Hugh Laurie was in before he was in Hunter Wind Dalmatians? Tell me. A made-for-TV film, The Adventures of Mole. Would you like to know who he played? Actually, just guess. Was he the mole? Nope. Toad. <laughs> Peter Davison is the mole. Amazing. 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 We need to watch this. It's not Disney, it's just British TV movie, but we need to watch this. <laughs> Who's the rat? Richard Briers is the rat. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know Richard Briers was dead. He died just a few years ago. Yeah. Oh. Oh, sad. Oh, yeah, and he was the dad in um, Stuart Little. Hugh Laurie was. Yes. <laughs> I 
always forget about him in Stuart Little. It's just like the thing that like you don't think about and someone says it and you're like, oh, that's right. There's like that bit of worldview that I just sort of like don't look at. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that movie all the way through and I don't care to. I mean, I don't remember it being that great. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, do we want to talk about our actual movie? No, let's talk about what I did on Dalmatians. So they're watching TV. It's they're... very British. Hugh Laurie's on it. <laughs> so they're watching TV. It was the first time I noticed Lucky's horseshoe spots. And I had not realized that. I thought it was because he was the puppy who was dead. Oh, you know, I've heard that. Um, but I think it's horseshoe spots, I guess, are just a callback to that. Yeah. Because I had forgotten that he was named for being the puppy who died. I thought mm-hmm. it was just named for his horseshoe spots. But that makes sense. That makes sense. And also kind of makes sense why Lucky's a little dimmer than all the other puppies. <laughs> a little slower on the uptake. Um, do you think the bandit is racist? In the show? Yeah. Oh, do you think they were trying to code a Mexican? Yeah, he's got the big mustache. Oh. And it's the Wild West. Mm. But he laughed like Pete. That's true. Mm. It had uh, not occurred to me, but I mm. can see that. Yeah, maybe. I read a list recently that was like, I think I watched the video in which it was like 10 worst Racist things in Disney you don't remember from when you were a kid. And number one was Song of the South. And I was like, well, no, that I don't remember it from when I was a kid. Because no one's seen it. Because no one, yeah, no one saw it. Duh. Yes, I don't remember that because I did not watch it. I don't know what you want from me. Like, who, like, which, who thinks that, like, all children have gone to, like, specialized screenings at film schools or Song <laughs> right. of the South or wherever, right. or wherever it is that you happen to be able to see it anymore? Right. And um, I think it was number, like, five on the list was the Dalmatians putting on soot. There's nothing about this as blackface. They I, are dogs. Yeah. that's. They sh- don't even say black labs. They say labs. Yeah, that's a stretch. It was a big stretch. I was like, this is number five? This isn't even number ten? Uh, number nine. Number nine was uh, the centaurs from Fantasia. Oh and I was like, okay, one, how is this number nine? Like, this needs to be number, like, two or three. Mm-hmm. Secondly, no one remembers this because we didn't censored. have it. <laughs> it was censored. Anyway, I get real. This is why I, like, watch Disney things and take Disney quizzes mm-hmm. just so I can take... What's the word? Um, um... Umbridge. Um, um, it, the word is umbrage? The I thought I was just, umbridge. like, associating umbrage. No, the word is umbrage. <laughs> okay, great. So I could take umbrage with them. Uh, Dalmatians dressing in soot. Not racist. Mm-mm. I mean, you know, you can tweet at me and correct me, but I feel pretty confident on this one. Mm-hmm. No one's ever, like, tweeted at us that we're being racist, so no. that's fine. <laughs> no one's ever emailed us to, like, tell us what they think about anything, Yeah, that's true. That's true. The only, the only pe- time people tweet at us is when Donica's like, hey, when's the episode going up? <laughs> <laughs> she she sent a picture of her dog, right? Oh, she did. She did. She sent us a picture of her dog. That's right. Thank you, Donica, for your dog. Yeah. Oh, and I got a picture with Rosie the other day. <gasps> yeah, you need to tweet it, because it's another dog episode. It's another dog episode, and I got a really good picture with Rosie. Aw, I love Rosie. She's Ros- a sweetie. Rosie the Labradoodle. She's adorable. Mm-hmm. I still mix up Rosie and Charlie. Mm-hmm. But they're both great. Because all dogs are good dogs. They're good dogs. Alright, just to confirm, I double-checked the email. And the last email we received was from me. 
because I was sending Brooke podcast artwork. <laughs> we don't have any emails. <laughs> it's okay. It was fine. Beef and um, Dairy Network didn't didn't have a single email like you know a year or so into their production. They're much bigger than we are. Wow. <laughs> well, we got time. Like we are only a few months. You just, like we're only a few months into production, and like we're doing okay. Mm-hmm. We got we got twelve downloads in Sweden. That's that's not bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great. I don't know if it's one person, twelve episodes, or twelve people, one episode, or what. But I'm excited. Mm-hmm. That's great. Fantastic. Uh, Hello to our friend in Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Can we <laughs> actually can't talk. We're like, we love this movie, and we're not talking about it for like 30 minutes. Um, so, and then horse, uh, Roger and Nita take the grown-up dogs for a walk, and Nanny puts the puppies to bed, mm-hmm. and then in come Jasper and Horace. Wait, 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 I have two things to say. One, I have the quote written down better do as your mother says which is such a dead answer of like i can't be the one to say no because i'm the cool parent but y'all know we are all under your mother's thumb right okay go to bed um but my other thing okay so i was trying to think and maybe you can help me out mm-hmm. are horace and jasper our first proper sidekicks like our first proper goofy just like we had the henchmen the goons in sleeping beauty but they didn't really like have unique personalities I think um, I think they might be. Yeah, I was trying to think. I couldn't think of anybody. Well, who's the who's the who's the cat with Honest John? Oh, uh, Gideon. Gideon, yeah. Gideon, Honest John, but they're like not sidekicks to. Well, no, I mean I like Gideon, duo. Gideon. Well, Gideon, Well, yeah, they are kind. Of, well, I I don't know. Gideon, you could say that Gideon is Honest John's sidekick, but right. not really. But I mean, like, like Lucifer is Lady Tremaine's sidekick, mm-hmm. right? Like he has his own personality, but like that duo, that like mm-hmm. Flotsam and Jetsam, or um, mm-hmm. like the Hyena Trio, mm-hmm. right? This is the first time we've had a pair of comedic partners yeah to interact and they're very funny yeah they are they're sassy and uh silly and dumb (laughs) they're great i really like horace and jasper even if they're gonna murder dogs it's kind of unforgivable Mm -hmm. um i'll forgive like the hyenas for a coup but i will not forgive dog murderers (laughs) anyway yeah so they kidnap the dogs I have written those gay dog icons. I don't know what that's about. Oh, you mean, um, like, later on when they're, like, after the puppies are missing and they're doing, like, the Twilight Bark? And you have, yes, and you have the Great and, Dane. And, and then the little one? Yes, I absolutely meant those two dogs are a gay icon couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but it's so funny that, like, it's on the front page of all the papers mm-hmm. that 15 Dalmatian puppies have been stolen, like... How slow of a news day do you have to have in London in the 1960s? Right, right. Um, yeah, that's... I mean, that's a big burglary, though, right? Yeah, like, but it's not from anybody important. I guess. I mean, like, in England is a much more classist true, society than American. Maybe it's the lower class paper that I don't know why Cruella gets it, though. So... Because she wants to see that, you know, she wants to see that people are paying attention to what she's well, done. Well, she doesn't know she's committing a crime. Which, also, on that note, she would have gotten away with it. Right? Like, if she did not kidnap Pongo and Perdita's puppies, she would have gotten away. If she had just bought all if the other dumb If she had just bought, I can't math, 84? 84. She just bought 84 dogs. Mm-hmm. And what did she say? She says that she could get, like, six coats out mm-hmm. of all those dogs. Mm-hmm. So great. She can get five coats out of uh-huh. 84 dogs that she bought legally from stores. 
she'd be fine. She would have her dog coats mm-hmm. and she'd be done. But no, she had to have Anita's coats. She had to she had to steal her friend's puppies. Stupid. Villain hubris. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Anyway, but, that was a later note. I just like jumped yeah. on it right now. Yeah. Um, and then everybody's sad, and then Pongo and Perdita are like, the humans aren't gonna get anything done. We gotta do this ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they do. Twilight Bark. And we get some cameos. Yeah. From our friends Jock and Peg and whoever that bulldog was in the The English town. bulldog. I'm mm-hmm. gonna look up his name. Um, cause I don't remember it. But, right. um, lots of good. And, like, some kind of, like pre-character cameos. Yeah. Um, like, they're, um... <laughs> I typed an English bulldog, and it's like, English bulldog puppies for sale. And I was like, I do want puppies for sale, please. Um, are you a, are you an English or French bulldog person? Um, actually, I'm not a big bulldog person. I'm an American bulldog person. I love my American pit bull. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm actually, I don't like the, I like that they're going away from the squished snouts mm-hmm. now, but I do do not like French bulldogs. Yeah, they like and pugs. Okay, I just don't okay, like same. those animals with those squished faces. I'm sorry. Like, if you have them, if you like them, I understand that you like them, but I am just sad for those animals. My friends have a French bulldog. Yeah, French bulldog. Frenchie. Frenchie mm-hmm. is a French bulldog. They named her Belle. Um, because she's French. And she's ugly, probably. She's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but what's funny is, so, so, that's what Mama named her Belle, because she's <laughs> French. And her middle name is what Dad wanted to name her. And Dad named her Yoda, because she looks like an alien. <laughs> or, um, or, you know what, my favorite piece of art involving a French bulldog is, um, have you seen John Mulaney's newest special, Kid Gorgeous? I have, yes, and he talks about his Frenchie. His Frenchie, Petunia, and that scene of the Last Supper with Petunia as Jesus and other French bulldogs as the disciples and a turkey in front of them because it's Thanksgiving. (laughs) Oh, his name is just Bull. Okay. So, Bull and Peg. Um, But then we got, like, the hound Mm -hmm. at the end of it, and the goose Mm -hmm. will make appearances in the Aristocats, their character designs anyway. Which is kind of cool to see that. Especially because we saw a lot of these characters in um, Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Oh, which we, like, in timeline-wise, haven't watched yet. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, um, and it turns out that the, all the puppies are being held at Hell Hall, the ancestral home mm-hmm. of the Devils. Oh, my God. I, like, did I, like, star that? I just circled it. The Devils of Hell Hall. <laughs> Uh, man, like, this is definitely a children's book. But it's so good. Like, mm-hmm. it was such a good little, good yeah. little thing. And we have <clears throat> our, our colonel, who's like a mm-hmm. sheepdog, and, uh, what's, what's Tip's rank? Sergeant? Le- sergeant, yeah. I always wanted to be a lieutenant, but he's a sergeant. Mm-hmm. Um, and the horse is a captain. And, he, and he's, yeah, and Sergeant Tip's, I've never seen another cat design like his. No, um... He kind of has the same body structure as the Siamese cats, um, that same, like, shape, but his face is pretty unique. At least no cat that I can remember. Maybe he shows up in shorts? Maybe. But yeah, I love, I've always loved Sergeant Tibbs. 
we're going to hit a long streak of anthropomorphic films right about now. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into a lot of, like, my favorite loves. Sergeant Tibbs has always been one of them. So is Pongo, actually. Actually, no. Pongo was one where I was, like, watching it today. And I was like, Pongo could get it. <laughs> Pongo could get it. Oh, my goodness. Like, I'm super into Roger. Roger's great. And Pongo's just like Roger, but like with confidence, right? Like, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Oh, man. So I'm trying to look up the horse's name, but I keep tapping the wrong movie because I forget what we're talking He's about. He's just referred to as Captain. He's just the Captain. Interesting. And... Oh, the Colonel doesn't have a name either. He's just the Colonel. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. So anyway, Sergeant Tibbs, my boy. Or girl. You know what? Is Sergeant Tibbs gendered? Um, he... Sergeant Tibbs is voiced by a dude... That doesn't mean anything. I'm just saying, does Sergeant Tibbs have an actual gender in canon uh, Disney wiki? Like, I just need you to confirm with a quote that they, like, referred to Sergeant Tibbs with he mm-hmm. pronouns. But anyway. Yeah. And so Sergeant Tibbs goes and does all the work finding, you know, investigating where the puppies are. Sergeant Tibbs matching design. Tabby. Donald Duck's cat. So I can see it. I can see it, but he's, like, from the comics. Yeah? Yeah. He just pulled up on the trivia, and I was like, oh, hey. Okay. But he's from Hubbard. Like, Al Hubbard helped draw him, mm-hmm. who's big guy into yeah, Disney Yeah, he's got, world. like, the, he's got, like, the kind of the, the bushy. Yeah. The bushy face. Yeah. And he came out in 64, mm-hmm. so it's around the same time as Sergeant mm-hmm. Tibbs. He's listed Sergeant Tibbs as inspiration. Mm-hmm. Tabby gets a lot of inspiration from Sergeant Tibbs. I'm sure they're very close. Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry. So um, I got on Brianna's Twitter to double check the name of her thing so we could talk about her thing. And you saw all her video game tweets. Well, so in the time we've been recording, so I logged on to Bri's Twitter, or not logged on, but I like opened up the page. I'm not actually logged into Twitter, but Twitter's like, you have three notifications, which means that Bri has tweeted three times in the time we've been recording, and I guarantee you they are all about Joker being in yeah, the news. Yeah, no, Smash. they are, because I, I was reading her Twitter while we were watching a little bit. Yep, they're all Joker. <laughs> um, but good news for Bree. Uh, Bree's story actually got announced. We retweeted it. So the show that Bree Williams is working on is called Mira, Royal Detective, which is about India uh, Princess, who is a detective as well. Um, and it's going to be on Disney Junior, and it's really cool. And I've heard a lot of really great things from Brie about it. Mm-hmm. Particularly, they're very particular with their voice acting. Yeah, um, it's an all-Indian cast, fantastic. which is awesome. Um, yeah, and I'm really excited for Mirror Royal Detective. It's a mystery adventure series, so yes. look for that in 2020. <laughs> But yeah, so, uh, that's 101 Dalmatians. So have you gotten tested for ADHD yet, Chase? No. <laughs> Do I need to? <laughs> it's possible. I feel like we just already know. We already been but, know. But, but then again, I, um, but, but then again, I have not been great about taking my ADHD meds, so who am I, who am I to talk? Can we go back to, uh, Sergeant Tibbs real quick? Yeah. Because I want to know, and the goose, and the horse. Like, it seems like they can't understand barks. Like, the goose asks for a translation. Even Sergeant Tibbs is like, what are they saying? So, like, they can only communicate in the shared common tongue Mm -hmm. of English, I suppose. But then, like, I guess Tibbs can learn dog because he's he's translating for the colonel because the colonel's hearing is going. 
So it's like Tibbs is bi- trilingual. He speaks common English. Common? Common. <laughs> um, he speaks cat and he speaks dog, apparently. Or he speaks coded dog, I guess. I don't know. Or like he, or maybe he just knew that the colonel's reading was just so, it was so obviously bad. He's like, you're going to want to do that again. Colonel is like two barks, one yip, or two short, one long, one yip, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Tibbs goes, puppies. Okay. So I was like, wait, oh, so you did actually translate that line okay. of, of speech from yeah. the dog. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I thought that was fun and interesting. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of Timothy, who can speak to humans, weirdly. And we get to the house. Yeah. And the dogs rescue their kids, and that's the end of the movie. Yay! Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Cruella crashes her car. Yeah. Oh, I gotta talk about that car. That car is so dope. It um, is. My, my notes say it's 100 emoji. Yeah. So, I always, like, thought it looked weird when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't put my finger on it the way, like... It's a hot rod. Well, so, like, we grew up, like, looked weird in its style. Mm-hmm. Um, we grew up in a period where we were transitioning mm-hmm. from, like, 2D to digital. Mm-hmm. And you noticed when, like, the 3D came out and it was really obvious in mm-hmm. the middle of this, like, 2D-styled animation. And it was weird. I can't wait for Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. But Cruella's car always had the same feel for me. And I never really understood why her car felt so different. And it's because in parts of that chase scene, it's an actual 3D model that they photographed and did, like, stop-motion animation for and then Xeroxed and colored. So they had a white car with black lines on it. Dang. And then they used that 3D model with stop-motion to do her car crash um, and for a lot of her car movement. That's amazing. Which I was like, that's so cool. But it explains, like, it has a different look to it at certain parts. Um, Just a really cool feat of animation. Creative Mm -hmm. alternate. Yes. Um, And I had one more moment of like, oh, I remember this. It was when um, Perdita or Pongo was carrying one of the puppies and they're saying, my ears are froze and my nose is froze. My toes are froze and my tail is froze. I used to say that all the time when I was a kid. I also, my sisters and I used to always say to our mom, I'm hungry, mommy. I'm hungry. (laughs) All the time. She hated it. (laughs) Uh, She hated it so much. (laughs) Those are my notes. I think the only other note I have, um, other than, like, Cruella slowly, like, getting worse, which, like, I touched on, but, like, she's full-on crazy Mm -hmm. by the end, and it's just interesting to watch her, like, devolve and deconstruct as her car deconstructs. It's like it's a metaphor. Mm -hmm. But my only other note, other than the 100 miles... Like, yeah. those dogs walked 100 yeah, miles. Yeah, from Suffolk to London. Yeah, just putting that out well, there. Well, they got a ride They did get a ride. Well, not at the beginning. Like, Pongo and Perdita walked it all the way up. Oh, that's true. Uh-huh. Um, the puppies didn't have to walk it back. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I thought... Oh, <laughs> it gave me, like, Home Alone vibes when they're, like, fighting Horace and Jasper. And oh, I was yeah. like, I wonder if this film is why I love heist movies. <laughs> I think this film is like all like a. I love found family films, so I love movies where it's a group of misfits mm-hmm. that come together. Blah blah blah. But I love like trickery and deceit and hiding and traps, and I really loved that part of this film when they're like escaping the bad guys and like hiding and then like hiding their tracks. And I was just like, ah, oh, this is so good. And covering their fur so they're sneaking out in disguise. It's like, yeah, this is probably the beginning of my love of heist movies. Mm-hmm. So, I liked it. Loved it. It's a good one. 
do we have like anything to, like we have not complained about anything in this film the closest we come to critique is, is like i don't know why cruella knows the puppies are born that's it yeah and like maybe that guy's racist yeah that's it. I love the show um, that they're watching, Guess My Crime. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. So funny, so fitting. So, so early television. Right, and so British. I love the British lady with her, like, glasses on her nose. Her like, pants name. Did you, by chance, <laughs> Miss, we are running out of time. <laughs> you do someone in? I love her. <laughs> They're very funny. Also, I want to know the nature of those questions because one guy is like, oh, did you commit larceny, burglary, blah, 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 or blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, uh, didn't you just like ask him what his crime was? Like, is that cheating? Do you have to ask yes or no questions? <laughs> well, I mean, like, I guess was it some sort of stealing is one way to narrow it I guess, down. I guess. But that's still like, what was your crime? I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, that was really funny. It's yeah. a good show. Um, and so what do we have coming up next week? Uh, I believe next week is our Christmas special. Hooray! Um, I'm, let me double check that spreadsheet because I mistakenly closed it. Uh, next week is our Christmas special where we watch Mickey's Magical Christmas with, with a, a very magical special. guest. Yes. Um, sorry, I'm like talking over you, but it's my special guest, so I get to talk over you on it. Um, I'm really excited for the episode. It's a really good one. Um, spoilers, we already recorded it and it's great. Yeah, um, we had fun. We had a lot of fun with it, and I'm really excited to edit it. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to be able to uh, show off our Christmas <laughs> presents. Yeah, we did not take a picture of them, so we're well, going to have to we'll, rectify that. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. Yeah. We'll, you know, we'll do it in time. Yeah. But yeah, so that's it for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed 101 Dalmatians, or at least enjoyed us discussing famous British actors. Glenn <laughs> um, Close isn't British. Is she French? <laughs> I think she's American. It's sure Emma she's Stone. American. <laughs> just kidding on that. Okay. Um, it's just Deville. And it, it is a Deville um, joke. You can it's find fine. you can find us um, on Twitter and Instagram at drawnoutcast. You can email us at drawnoutcast at gmail.com. You can find me personally at Brooke Amimi on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and me at Chaser Tiff. And uh, I don't know where you guys are listening to us, but we are, like, we're on Podbean. That's our host. But we're also, like, on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Play. Um, if you guys want to drop us a review, give us a rating. I know we don't usually ask for those, but... That would be very, very nice. Yeah, all those things, like... Connect us to other people. And it's gonna, yeah, um, helps, us, helps other people find us. And tell yeah. all your friends. Yeah, like... That's what I should have done with all my Tinder time today. I should have just plugged my podcast. How, <laughs> you need to get that Tinder back. You're opening the Tinder back right now. No. Put Disney in the Tinder line, and you're just advertising. You're not You're not looking for a date. You're just advertising our <laughs> podcast. Well, so the first picture is my face, because I'm very pretty. And then after that, it's... Listen to my podcast. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Great. And then, like, don't talk to people unless they've listened to your podcast. Be like, yeah, what was the funniest bit when we listen, <laughs> when we watch Dumbo? Really? What's Chase's top furry crush? <laughs> oh, you don't actually listen to my podcast? Garbage. Goodbye. Goodbye. Unmatched. You owe me $5 on that. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been a drawn-out closing. This podcast is in no way affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its subsidiaries. The views expressed in this podcast by its hosts and its guests 
belong solely to those people and are not in any way representative of Disney nor any of our employers. Thanks for listening.